This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? JP's World. You heard it right. JP's World. Get your 10% discount right now. Use it. All caps. J-P-S-W-O-R-L-D. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? I'm just kidding. I'm JP and welcome to another episode. In today's episode, I bring you Joshua Hughes and this is part one of the two. So enjoy part one of this interview. Cue the real intro and I'll see you guys later. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the JP's World. And welcome back once again, people, to the podcast where negativity ends, where we talk about everything, sports, movies, motivation, shows, current events, and more. I'm your host, JP. Get ready. We're about to start. There we go. Welcome back, people, to the JP's World Podcast. And with me, I have the great Joshua Hughes. I hope I'm saying it right. Joshua, introduce yourself, please. Hello, everybody. My name is Joshua Hughes. I'm an offensive lineman. I played at Wesley College, uh, and I was a two-year starter. I played for all four years. I was a tackle and a guard. And that's uh, that's a little bit about me right there. It's It's a good start. Awesome. Okay, people, so again, thanks to Black Diamond Firm for making this possible, for making this interview possible, and making this a great day, because right now, I need to say I'm a little bit stressed out because of the Niners, because I'm a Niner fan, right? And currently, they're losing to the Seahawks, the rivalry, but, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) We can always just be cut. Hopefully, they make a good comeback. Uh, hopefully man thanks thanks for the good wishes you know we as fans can only hopefully. be can only be good couch coaches you know that's that's as far as we can do exactly you know? just be just be like i would have done differently exactly. and then you think about it no you wouldn't <laughs> yeah it's so it's so different watching watching a game or watching yourself play and you're like ah like i could have done that 13 different ways, but I chose to do it that way. And, and, you know, sometimes that's just the best way you're in the zone and you're just, you're trying to do, trying to do your job. And that's what these guys are trying to do. And it's, it's hard, man. It's hard. Oh, exactly. I mean, I do get frustrated, but I always try to look at their perspective. You know, it's like we see, let's say a play and we see, let's say a running play and the running back has the open lane or open feel on the left and he goes to the right and we're like you could have gone to the left but i always think about try to look to the running back's eyes everything is covered you know he couldn't he didn't have time yeah 
But again, couch coaches. That's as far as we get. Exactly. Oh my yep, God. Exactly. Exactly. Now tell us, Joshua, how did you fall in love with the game of football? I mean, I know I just I'm just a fan, but you from your perspective. Man, well, that's just kind of see my life as a young adult and as a young man starting. Um, you know, I was new to sports. I was new to the area. I had just moved. I, really, I, I tried playing football once in, in elementary school, but I was, you know, I was young and I didn't really go well. So I figured I'd give it a shot in high school and uh, I just took off with it. I fell in love with it. The, the brother, the brotherlyhood. I mean, there, it don't matter who you are, what you are. If you're on that team and those guys are really invested in that team, don't matter who you are. You're, you're my, you're my brother. You're my brother. And, uh, and that's just how I've always looked at it. And it's just, uh, it's, it takes camaraderie and it takes a team effort and it really takes every single one of those guys on the field to get the job done and to, to be a good fluid team and, and to be that team that, you know, people are watching and saying, damn, man, they're a good team. That's what it's like to be a good brotherhood and to have a good brotherhood and just to, to be a part of a team like that is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. I've been blessed to be a part of a team like that twice in my life. Um, in high school, I had a, a first year coach um, my freshman year and we were, we were 0 and 9, 0 and 9, man. Wow. It was rough. And then by my senior year, we had made it to the playoffs and we were doing well. We did pretty well. So, um, and then going into college, Wesley College, a standout D3 team uh, for six years before I had gotten there. So mm -hmm. stepping into a great experience to be able to be on top, it really was. I mean, all the, the story that you just t told us about the brotherhood and everything, I, I think that is one of the reasons that I, as a fan, fell in love with the game. Seeing you guys, you, the players, embrace that that sense of brotherhood, that sense of family, you know, you're always looking after the other guy, the, ne the guy next to you, because each and every one of you depend on the, on the other. I don't know, for me, that is so inspirational, so true. And for me, that's why I fell in love uh, with the game, you know, because, I mean, I, again, <laughs> I, I try to do this as much as a fan, because I don't know, I think that is one of the most uh, true feelings that is missing in the world, you know, that brotherhood that we all need to work together to accomplish something. And actually, it's kind of going back to the movie. I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, from it, 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 Al Pacino comes in um, every, given, every given Sunday, I think it is. And he says that this incredible speech, I, I thought I talked about it in the podcast like way before that each inch counts you fight for every inch you fight oh, yeah. for everything you fight you fight you claw yourself to that inch and when you think about it an inch like on the field on that field matters and i don't know that's why i i'm a i love the game i love i love everything that it is about football for for that reason because it's so inspirational for me that those feelings And I wish I could have played. I never did. I tried to make a team. Gotcha. Like, but not make it as a, like, try out. I tried to 
build a team and actually try to build a team in my in my hometown but you know money gotcha. got in, money got in the way uh and yeah, yeah. and because of money, money often does get in the way. that money does often get in the way and that's yeah. uh, that's unfortunate and the, and the thing is money gets in the way and it also gets in the head of people like we actually when we were collecting firms like you know i don't I mean signatures we were collecting signatures to see who wanted to be on the team and then everybody started to get the unmotivated to do it because they saw okay we need to at least get um sponsors we need to get money and we need at least a thousand dollars for each person where are you going to get the money mm -hmm. and they wanted answers like this they wanted those answers i'm like i don't have them we're going to figure it out and they're like no man we don't, yeah. don't want to do this and you know yeah it's hard uh to do something like that so revolutionary in a time like this where you know um people are so used to having answers right away mm -hmm. you know think about it right now me and you are talking from thousands of miles away i mean this just absolutely blows my mind that we're able to do this but people are just used to have this tech using past time this technology and they're just used to being able to hop on google and get their answer mm -hmm. but you know real life football especially but real life it's not that way you got to break it down you got to look at it and you got to see where you have to build up to and what it takes to get exactly don't understand that goes for businesses for football for football teams for for soccer for you know any team any you know basketball basketball your defense breaks down what do you got to do it's, it's uh not a common day yeah it's like everything is a process and we need to enjoy the process like fall in love with the process exactly, exactly. fall in love with the process to build something and i remember we did it like for a year and a half but we we used to train with no pads on the dirt uh just trying to do some mm, plays that they never worked out the the way we train is with a, with other guys that already played and they were trying to teach us what they already knew and i remember i was the only one who got cleats that's how broke we were <laughs> And we were mm -hmm. like that and yeah. they were like why are, why are you the only one that got, has cleats and i'm like i bought them <laughs> okay let's just leave it like that i found them on a on a ross store <laughs> i found them and i just yeah, those are mine <laughs> hey listen that's that's what happens man listen bro it takes sometimes it takes that you know just you gotta find a way to do what it, and and do it and do whatever it takes to get to that point. I've done plenty of shopping trips at, at Ross because guess what? It does the same thing as, as everything else. Yeah. It gives you a you know, grip on the field and it protects your feet. And I mean, if it's going to do the same job, why not? Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, and at the time, you know, it was, it was the beginning of college. Like I was, I was finishing high school, starting college and, you know, uh, we, you don't have money. You are, you are still depending on your parents. And I remember those cleats, they yeah. say $35. And my mom said, you have $35? And I'm like, I have 20. <laughs> Help me out with another 15. <laughs> and she's like, 
okay, we're gonna see. And I remember I earned those 15 bucks. I helped her with the groceries. I cleaned the house up and down. That house was squeaky clean, if I remember correctly. And then she's like, okay, go. Go before, oh, I, yeah. I even hid them in the Ro in Ross store. I hid them. And I was like, nah, I, I'm not gonna find them. And when I got there again, they were in the same spot. I'm like, yes, nobody got them. <laughs> I don't know. That was that was a cool that's awesome. So that's just the passion that the sport brings. You know, it's a it's a passionate sport, and if you don't have the passion, you know, you see the guys that that aren't as interested into the game fall off. Just as an example, my freshman year in college, we had 125 freshmen my class. What the guys that were left on the field my senior year, I think there was like 15 seniors. Wow. From 125 to 15. So, yep. I kind of like share. In four that. years. Yeah. I kind of like share that with you. I'm, I'm a civil engineer. Like I graduated as a civil engineer. And it happened the same to me in college. We started, but this was a bigger class, you know. And I'm not saying this career is better than the other or whatever, you know. Sometimes it's like that. Each career has their own challenges, right? So I remember we, in, in civil engineering, yeah. Yeah. we started an, in freshman year 200 and it was mixed, men and women trying to be civil engineers, 200. And we ended up graduating 50, 50 students just graduated. Wow. In four years. And no, and that's not Congratulations, even. Congratulations, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And that's not even it. By by the second year, like when we finished the year one from the 200, we were down to 150, but 50 dropped in the first year. And that is just crazy. Like, I mean, that is what, what is college for. You, you find your passion. You, you find that you are not, you don't like civil engineer. You don't like the career that you choose. So you change, but in each career, it's, um, it's impressive how you, you need to go, through the pain that each career gets oh yeah to find out your real passion and it's crazy yeah and you know and i always relate things back to football because that's just been my life for the past you know god eight ten years but it really does make sense because just like in football you have to grind to get that starting spot it's the same thing when you get into the job market you have to be on top of the technology. You have to be on top of the softwares, the different programming to um, technology for a civil engineer. I give you a lot of props because that has gotten to be difficult. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, that actually, the, the, it, it's kind of like the next, the next subject, the, the, our coolest memory, you know? And one of the coolest memories, and I always like, I have them here, is the tests on, on the on the classes. This class was the most challenging for, it's like, you get there, you need to pass because it's one of the most challenging classes from the whole career. And the tests that that teacher applied to you were six hours long, six to seven hours long. And, and you're like, damn. Just one, one test, one test with one problem because it's mostly designing what you do in that class design structures but when when even 
they tell you about it the whole career. You're going to get to that class and this, the tests are like this, the teacher is like that, but you never expect it. And yeah. That is the coolest yeah. memory I have about college, going through the fear. The fear yeah. of the class. It's like the thrill. And passing that class is actually like super, you know, motivating. Like, Gratifying. I did this. I yeah. did this. I can do almost anything. That is incredible. That's got to be a six-hour test. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Again, major prop. That's a long test. That's a whole day just about. You're sitting there just grinding out a test. Yeah. That's hard. And even, so, though, and even though we have uh, open notebooks in six hours long. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's seriously <laughs> rough. I give you a lot of credit. So, I, I mean, one of my – I gotta say one of my favorite moments of football mm -hmm. has gotten to be uh, this past year. Um, we were playing our arc rivalry, Delaware Valley. So it was Wesley college, Delaware Valley. Mm -hmm. We were at their place. There was, had to be easily, you know, six, 7,000 people there, which is a lot. That's, you know, for a D three team, that's a lot of players or a lot of uh, people. That's a big crowd. Wow. So we were you know, going down team. We were going back and forth. We would score a touchdown. They would score a touchdown. And it got to like the last, what was it? It was like the last three minutes or something like that. And they scored a touchdown and tied it up. So we went into OT. So we were like, all right, the pressure's on. We got the ball. We went down the, the field, scored no problem. They got the ball. They had a little bit of a struggle. It was fourth and one. They got the first down, scored a touchdown. All right, double overtime. That's not wow. super uncommon, but it's uncommon. So, you know, do the coin toss, do everything over again. Uh, I think they got the ball that time. Pass, it was a fade to the corner of the end zone, touchdown. One play, they were in and out. So then we were up, it, the pressure was on. So we get the ball. I think we run two run plays to the left. We, we were slam the ball, slam the ball. Then we run a pull play where I pulled to the right and we got a first down. We were on like the five yard line and we just ran it right up the gut. Again, it, we had to go another OT, three OTs. I mean, everybody is dog tired. We're everybody's dying. Like it's hard. Like this Damn. is, this is what football is about. The crowds are going wild. Like the ground is shaking from everybody screaming and yelling. One of the <laughs> coolest experiences I've ever had in my life. So we're going down. They go first they don't score. It was close. They got to like the three yard line. So we're like, all right, we have to score for this to, to matter at all. So we run, I think it was a, it was like a pass play. We had gained like four or five yards on it. And then we just ran the ball like three times. And I just remember the last play was, I just remember pulling and I was just hitting everybody I could. I was just <laughs> pushing piles over pushing everything like I, I had to have hit like at least four or five people and then I just felt the running back hit my back and we fell into the end zone and everybody was screaming and it was just god it was just a great moment it was cool wow three overtimes damn sorry three <laughs> overtimes the game was two and a half hours long bruh oh my god I yeah. mean, that is that has to be the most – I mean, like you said, the ground is shaking. The ground is shaking from the people. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and the people – and I mean, I just remember – I remember that my adrenaline was so high. Everything was just slow-mo, like the pads clinking, hitting helmets, hitting, you know, throwing punches, and just, you know, it was just a grind. And I just remember everybody 
yelling, defense, the ground shaking. It was just because, you know, we were playing at their place. Yeah, so yeah. when we were on offense, their whole sideline was just screaming defense, and they were just pounding the ground, like stomping on the bleachers. You couldn't see any of their bleachers, and they have a pretty decent-sized field. There's people around all the, the gates around the whole field, and it was just – it was cool. It was really cool. Wow. I mean, I I didn't saw that game, but I, got, I just got goosebumps from hearing your story. Yeah. Wow. It's awesome. Amazing. And, you know, even I got, I got, I have this cool watch uh -huh. and, it, and it tracks my heartbeat and my heartbeat just usually sitting around is like 55, 60. Yeah. Right now I'm at 85. <laughs> my heartbeat right now is just, it's just, it's something that you never lose. Yeah. The passion, the, the heart pounding with all the oh, passion. Oh yeah. I love it. I, lo I love that. I remember, um, for me, like a moment like that, damn, I, I cannot think about a moment like, I mean, only for riding those uh, amusement parks, you know, but to feel that adrenaline that you are onto something, like you're about to chase something. I think the only times that I get those kind of goosebumps, the, the, that rush, is actually when I'm doing these interviews. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. It's like I started this uh, podcast almost a year and a half. No, and it was in July, um, August, September, October, November. Is it a year enough? A year and a four, a year and four months. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Almost four months. On the 16. And it was like four or five months ago that I was reached by, by Black Diamond about doing an interview. I don't know if you know him, is um, LaShawn Sanders, LaShawn Sanders. I don't know if, you, if you've had, the, you, you guys have met, uh, but I remember that that first interview, my heart was here. Like I, <laughs> I, I could almost like just spit my heart because it was pumping with, with I was nervous, I was excited, I was everything. And Adrenaline. Yeah, and, and we did it, we did the interview, we had a great time. And people loved LaShawn. My listeners loved LaShawn. Everybody was like, when is the next interview? When are you interviewing another pro football player? We want to meet pro football players. And I'm like, I'm going to try. I'm going to try people because they were like, we've heard, it's like, we've heard a lot about you because the podcast is about everything, the JP's world, because that is the name. JP's world, yeah. my world, my opinions and everything. And they're like, we want to meet more players, man. I'm like, okay. So I remember this day. I will remember it my whole life. You know, you know, there's this saying, um, closed mouths don't get fed, you know? Yeah. Yep. yeah. You need to ask and you need to do stuff to get stuff. So I remember Absolutely. I remember I was organizing my podcast. Uh, I was starting to get more organized with my podcast. Like uh, saying on Wednesday, I'm going to record this. On Friday, I'm going to record this and I'm going to post it and stuff like that, right? And I was like, I have a lot of space left. I have a, I need to fill, fill out all these spaces. What can I do? And I thought to myself, let's try more interviews. And I emailed Black Diamond and they started rolling. Like, we have this player. We have Joshua. We have, uh, then actually, uh, sorry, I just got the, the, the score from the game. 
I'm sad, but at least they got their pride. It, it was 37-27. Okay. Ah, uh, it's close. It's close. It was close. Ten points. Well, okay. That's close. <laughs> I, I needed to take that little pause. Get it out. <laughs> well, back to it. Um, I remember that. I was like, okay, let's do it. And each and every interview, man, like, it, my heart is always pumping when I'm about to hit that record button. You guys are great you guys are amazing and thank you so much for being here on the podcast i'm gonna edit here another round of applause for you guys and for black diamond for making this interview as possible absolutely thank you for the opportunity i love doing these if you want to do another one just let me know i'm always excited to do these i will always do another one especially with a cool guy like you man it was, it was great talking to you oh thank you man it's always like it's gonna be like joshua hughes part two <laughs> But, sure. <laughs> now, what was your favorite team growing up? Like, you already know mine is the 49ers, but what was yours? Yeah. <laughs> so, surprisingly, I was never a huge – I never liked watching sports. I was never inside. Um, I was always outside. I'm, I'm a big outdoors guy. I was, I'm an Eagle Scout, uh, so I liked camping and fishing and, and you know, just being outdoors. And I was always involved in playing playing sports, playing with my friends. But, um, you know, being close to Philly, my heart automatically goes to the Eagles. I've loved the Eagles um, my, my whole football career. Ever since I started playing football, I started watching it more. And naturally, you just get involved more with the sport. So, uh, you know, being close to Philly, that just always was like my home. I always felt that that is where, you know, that's, that's where I belonged, you know. Yeah. Just being close to it the fans, you know, all of my friends were Phillies fans. And I was like, that's just what I grew up with. And that's, that's where I uh, feel I belong. Yeah. I mean, how did you felt when they won the Super Bowl? I was excited for them when I, when they won the oh. Super Bowl. I was screaming. I was yelling. I was crying. I was like, this is unbelievable. What a game. Like, God, man, that last play, one play, man. Like, listen, we sit here and we say, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we almost won, you know, or, you know, we lost and it was by 10 points. Like, ah, oh, that's a lot of points. But, but 10 points in football, it can go like that. Yeah. You know, you return one touchdown. I had a game in high school where we scored four touchdowns in two minutes. Like, it's just, it can change any second, any, any play. It takes one play that can change the whole game. Exactly. Wow. I mean, I was like, that year when they won the Super Bowl, I think, I mean, yeah. I'm going to tell you from my fan perspective, obviously, I think that was the year yeah, when yeah. Tom, Brady, Tom Brady got suspended for four games, you know, the deflate gate and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've always been like, um, you know, like in football, you need to earn everything. You need to work hard oh. to earn everything, right? And I know he's great. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to be that kind of hater because sometimes I'm a hater yeah. from Brady. I'm not going to be like they, he doesn't deserve the praise because he does deserve the praise. But after that year, after they confirmed that he, they were, there were deflated balls and there was some mm -hmm. kind of cheating there on that year, and then he, got, he, got, he gets to the Super Bowl the whole day. I was with my parents, and I was like, he doesn't deserve to be there other team deserves to be playing the Eagles. He doesn't deserve and stuff like that. And uh, I remember that. Uh, 
everything was going for the Eagles that game. The the Philly special, both Philly specials. I think they did it twice, if I remember correctly. And everything was going great for them. And then it came to the last second. And I was like, come on, Eagles, come on. And I'm like, I'm a Niner fan, obviously. I, I'm sad that that year they didn't even got to do anything close to the Super Bowl. But I remember I posted on my Instagram, let's go Eagles, underdogs, no more. And everybody yeah. was questioning my loyalty. I was like, I thought you were a Niner fan. Yeah, but it, today is about them, okay? Brady didn't win. <laughs> that, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and hate uh, on a player either because, uh, you know, obviously that man's old and he's still playing ball. So he can obviously still do something with a football. But, you know, that year I just felt like, you know, the Eagles just had the right energy. Like, I talk about that brotherhood and it takes that that brotherhood. I mean, all of those guys were just bonded. They were bonded together and they were determined to win the Super Bowl. And that's just – that's what happened. They were able to to punch it through. And, and, I mean, that was just – that was a great time. I just remember standing up that last play and I was just yelling my head off. I was screaming. I was crying. I called my buddy because my buddy is a huge – Eagles fan I called him him and his dad were yelling and screaming and crying it was just it, it was it was crazy because that's that's our first Super Bowl you know what I mean so yeah it's, I mean, uh, it was cool to be alive and see that exactly I I hope the Niners one day give me that that gift to me because I hope so I hope so man like, like last year it was amazing like all the effort that they put in the defense the offense everything and they were undefeated for almost half of the season and they went through the hardest uh, schedule and stuff like that. And I remember, you know, again, today was a rivalry game. I was, uh, we were talking about it. And when they beat the Seahawks to get the first seed, I was just being the most cockiest person, like goodbye Seahawks. I was just screaming on the, uh, on the thing. And I remember I was bold enough to go to each account they had on every social media and post a big picture of an L on fire to them. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get I don't I don't know if I'm gonna get blocked. I don't know if I'm gonna get banned from, from social media, but I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. That's yeah. just the energy around football. Energy yeah, around the you know, it's it's kinda like no other. It really isn't I mean, it's just uh it's exciting. It's, it's kind of feeds into your human nature, like talking about science and, and getting into that part of the game, but it feeds into your, your human competitive side. It's like, ah, our team won, like, let's go. It's just, uh, you know, it, it feeds into that part. And even though my, my, my uncle is always like, he, he's, he's funny. He always jokes around. And when we're like, we won the game. And he's like, I didn't saw you play. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's my team. Let let me be. Let me be part of the moment. But I didn't tell you play. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> Listen, as a fan, you know you're invested in that team, and it when you're watching the game, it kind of feels like you're playing. You know. Yeah. It feels like you're playing because your heart rate's going. You're watching. You know, they get to that. You know, where they're tied, and they're there's one more play and they're on the five and you're sitting close to the TV and your heart's pumping. It almost feels like you're there and you're yelling and screaming. It's just the energy. That's really what it is. It's awesome. That feeling is just, it's almost like it doesn't have an explanation. You need to just feel it. You need to go through it. Whether you are a football player like yourself 
or a fan like myself. Yeah. Exactly. Now, yep. Which which legend from football would you say it shapes or, or inspires you? It shapes your game or inspires you? So there's a couple different ones, but when you sent me that list, one player jumped out to my mind uh, specifically, and that's the A train. I don't know who if you know who that is, Mike Alstott. But if you don't, give him a look up after this. Uh, he was a one of the last huge fullbacks in the game. He, he played for future. Tampa Bay. He wore number 40. Oh, no, Tampa Bay. Sorry. I, I, I'm confusing it with the with, – what was it in the Fridge, I think they call him, with, with Pittsburgh? Yeah, Fridge. Yeah, he was on uh, – I forget what the, where the Fridge was. But this guy, he wasn't huge. He was six foot one or six foot two, you know, not super heavy. I think he was like 260 or so. But, I mean, you just – there's an NFL Gold Series film about him. Mm. I highly suggest you go look it up if you don't know who he is. But you could just see the passion in the interview that they did with him. I mean, he started talking about the games that he went through, and he almost, like, started tearing up because he was like, man, once I get that football in my hands, I just didn't know what happened. And, I mean, the whole video – They kept on doing like flashbacks to games and it was just games of him trucking people, um, you know, doing jukes. And he just, you know, six, seven guys would bounce off of him and he still had the ball and he would do a spin and he's in the touchdown and everybody's just, I mean, he's just what a football player is. And he's very selfless. Like in the interview, he was very humble. And that's just, um, you know, the kind of football player that I can see myself being mm -hmm. if I, We're bust enough to get to that, to that level. Wow, I, I I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look at him because, I mean, yeah. now now I feel like I, I'm a little you know lost. Like I need to know who he is. I need to. Oh, absolutely. I need to enrich my 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 story, my my knowledge. For for me, absolutely. the 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 player that got me into that that feeling that we talked about uh, about football was Patrick Willis watching him play and watching him fire up the troops before every game I don't know I don't know what the energy I don't know how to describe and Patrick if you happen to be listening big shout out to you man big shout out to you um it's like I don't know After hearing his speeches uh, before every game, I felt like I could run through a wall and nothing will happen to me. I feel I even I even got crazy enough like with his motivation and passion that one time they told me, "What would you ask a football player if you had the chance?" And I was crazy enough and thank God it was just in my imagination. I was like, "I want Patrick Willis to tackle me." And they're like, "Okay, you're gonna die." And I'm like, I don't know. I just want to like feel what it what it's like to have to be tackled by a guy of his eyes, his yeah. size. And and they're like, you know, he is almost six foot tall, and you are you're just five seven. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> it's gonna hurt. I know it's gonna hurt, but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> you know, oh, in the hospital, but I'm gonna be happy. <laughs> and and motivational speeches. Uh, they, football motivational speeches there's just such feeling behind them one one of my coach coach Nowakowski he was our strength and conditioning coach he was great at them and he would just get us in the locker room and he would yell and scream and 
some of the times I don't even know if he knew what he was saying. We didn't really know what he was saying. He was just saying it, and everybody was getting loud and excited and banging on lockers, and that's just how we would leave the locker room before a game, and it just – that's just how football speeches are. And sometimes, you know, you just get lost in it, and that's, that's that feeling that you explained that every football player feels before they go out in the field. They yeah. feel, you know, you can do anything, run through a brick wall, you know, run through a door, whatever. You just feel empowered and, and strong. And you go out on the field and you do your thing and, and, and you make the future of the past and, and that's what happens. Exactly. No better explanation like the one you just said. And, I, and I'm actually, and people get ready, I'm going to edit right now. In here, when we post this, uh, one of the speeches from Patrick Willis, I'm going to edit a little bit so you can listen and feel the passion that he could channel into the players. That Hey, we're supposed to be the big bad dog. Let's do it today. Let's sell out. Let's sell out for every man next to you. It gotta mean something. It gotta mean something. If we wanna go somewhere, we gotta do it today. We gotta do it today. Let's go. Let's go, baby. All in, all out, baby. All in. Win on three. One, two, three, win. That man, even though people and I were sad and a little bit, some people, we're a bit angry when he retired. I was like, you know what? That is a classic cowboy going into the sunset scenery right there. He deserves it. He gave his all. His heart was left in the field. That was part one, people. Just part one with the amazing Joshua Hughes. He's an amazing people, as you guys already noticed on this part one. And sorry about the little parts when we have the little distortion, you know, with all this pandemic. And we had to record on a Zoom call. So sometimes the internet is a little wonky, but we made it work. And I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys liked um, getting to know this amazing person, Joshua Hughes. And please do me a favor and go show some love to him on his social media. All his social media will be linked in the show notes in the description of the podcast. And what else? What more messages do I have? Let me see here. Um, oh, yeah. Earlier to this weekend, I dropped the shirts for the JP's World, people. It's already out. It's already there. It's a beautiful and cool and soft long sleeve t-shirt, on, mainly on black. If you guys want another colors, just let me know. Like, hey, JP, I don't like the black color. Can you get it, get it to me on white? I can make something work. But so far, I'm running a pre-order on, on the t-shirts so I can have a rough idea on what sizes and what quantities you guys want because you know we already just we're barely just starting so i don't have like a store so far and i have been telling you guys all this in the past month so 
just it's just I'm just a DM away people you can just contact me via direct message and tell me what you guys need what you guys want I want a hat I want a shirt I want stickers and remember the prices the stickers are five hats are 15 and the shirts are $18 plus shipping people plus shipping okay notice that and what else a special thanks to black diamond firm for making all these interviews possible all these athletes that have made me the honor and i don't know i don't know what else to say just the honor of giving me their time to make an interview so i can like bring you guys these athletes to you so you can get to know him and get to know a professional athlete on the podcast has been possible through black diamond firm if you're an athlete out there and you need representation you need a publicist just give them a call they have a great team of publicists and representatives that they can help you make your career uh like skyrocket i don't know how to say it you know <laughs> but yeah just give him a call if you need a representative a representative or a publicist and I guess that's it. Oh, and before I go, uh, I already said that the part two of Joshua Hughes is going to be out. But remember, these are the 12 days of Christmas. We're almost near Christmas. So I have a bunch of episodes planned before Christmas and before uh, New Year's. And I'm going to make a post on Instagram too. But before I go, because this is too long of an outro already, people. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, I just want to say right now please uh send me a dm also if you want a shirt and everything with your favorite episode with your favorite episode so far in the year i want to make uh um how, how, how can we call it uh, a rewind of the year i want to have like a little episode when we where we recall or remember all the greatest episodes from the show picked by you guys okay do me a, do me that favor and I will put it together and give it to you guys, okay? Now, for reals, let's cue the real outro, people, and I'll see you guys later.